But anyways, last week we kicked off our uh, Z series. We're talking about Gen Z, talking about Generation Z, which is really anyone in this room or in this world who is 18 or below. How many of you guys are in this room 18 or below? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that, that is all of you guys. So we're talking about this. Uh, we're talking about you guys. And I want to encourage you, listen, I want to encourage you guys to take notes tonight, to write some things down tonight, because who knows what God could speak to your heart. And who knows, there may be something that you write down that you may go back and look at later and be like, and God could reveal something totally new to you from what you wrote down. And so, um, but we're talking about this. We're talking about you. We're talking about you because I believe in you. And I believe in your generation, and I'm excited for you guys, and I'm excited for this generation, and I'm excited um, that you guys don't just wait and let the world tell you who you are. You tell the world who you are, and, and you're confident in who you are. And you see, the Bible says, the Bible says this, the Bible says to not let the devil have a foothold in your life. See, a foothold is basically a place where the devil can get his foot into the door of your life. And so here's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to squeeze himself into your life. He tries to get a foothold. His foothold, he tries to get himself implanted into your life. And eventually, if he can squeeze into a little bit of your life, he'll squeeze it, him, his whole self into, into who you are and into your life. And he'll, he'll uh, infiltrate. And it's kind of like this. Like, I've got an older brother. Who, who in this room has older siblings? Yeah. And I am the youngest of six. I don't know if you guys realize this or not. Um, who in here is the baby of the family? Yeah. Babies unite. Um, who, who in here uh, can beat up your older siblings? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Um, who in here beats up your younger siblings? Losers. Come on. And so here, I've got my brother. He's two years older than I am. Two years older than I am, and we used to fight like crazy. We fought all the time. And, and I don't know about in your family, but in my home, in our home, we always seem to have uh, rubber bands around the house. And we would shoot each other with rubber bands, and, and always, I don't know what it was, we would just be shooting those things. And, and uh, so naturally, our family, we would have these rubber band fights, these rubber band wars, and just be shooting them all over the house and at each other. And I remember this one time, my brother, he got this rubber band and he pulled this thing back as far as he possibly could. It's stretching as far as it possibly could. And he let it go and wham, it tagged me right in the ear. And like your ears are sensitive. And like it tagged me right in the ear and like it stung like crazy. I was like fuming. And like so I, I hopped up and I chased my brother through the house and I got some rubber bands and I cornered him. And I had this rubber band pulled back and I pulled it back as far as I could. And he was cowering in the corner and I was, I was just about to shoot it right at his ugly face. And then he reached up and he hit the end of my finger. Well, the rubber band flips off of the end of my finger and comes back towards my face, which is beautiful. And it nails me right in the end of the nose. And so that even hurts even worse. And so, and, and so like, I was ah, mad yelling. And then he took off running again. And it was so mad. And I was like, you're going to die, clown. And I was like, chasing him down the hallway. And he ran into the bathroom. And as he was closing that door, I stuck my foot right in the door. Luckily, I had shoes on. 
stuck my foot right in the door so he couldn't get the door all the way closed. And, 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 and luckily, um, like it didn't crush my toes, but he, and you could hear the door like cracking cause he was pushing so hard. And, and, and I had a foothold in the door and he's like, mom, like screaming and yelling. And, and like, I was coming at him like psycho crazy. And so I got my foot in the door and then I kept pushing and kept pushing. And then I got my knee in the door. And then I got my arm and then I got my shoulder and then I got my right butt cheek in the door. And I picked my head around the door and it's like, Aah! and I finally got my, got my body in the door. And my brother starts backing up and he backs into the shower. The shower curtain comes down on him and I jump on top of him and I'm just wailing away on him. And he can't even see where the punches are coming from. It was beautiful. I, I've never had a moment like this in my life. I loved it. And, and, and he couldn't see it. I was throwing fists. And like at this point, rubber bands were useless. And so I, I, and I didn't get to attack him very long before my mom busts in the door. And she's like, what's going on? And like we both after that got a beat in like nobody's business. Um, my mom might be sw- small, but she can swing a paddle. Um, but one thing I realized was this. When I got that foothold in the door... I was eventually able to squeeze through and to get through and then to put my brother in the stronghold. See, when you, when, what a lot of times in, in our lives, what we do is when we compare ourselves to others, when you begin to take on an identity that's not you, you begin to give the devil in your life a foothold. And, and if you do that long enough, and if you act like the person that God did not create you to be, then pretty soon that foothold can turn into a stronghold in your life. And so many, so many of us in our lives, we're like, God, why am I so miserable? Why is life so terrible right now? Like, what is going on? Why am I so frustrated? Why do I have so much anxiety? Why have so much fear, so much doubt? Why do I struggle with depression and comparing myself to others so much? And the reason we do is because we're acting like people that God has not created us to be. And so we live our life in frustration. Let me tell you this. The only, the only change, um, the only change, the, you will only change the world by being the person that God created you to be. And nobody else. And the crazy thing about this Generation Z, about you guys, about your generation, is that you don't need to compare. You don't need to do that. You don't need to be like anybody else. So tonight we're going to dive right in and we're going to be talking about David. And I know a couple weeks ago we just wrapped up a whole series about David, but this is just too good not to talk about, not to share. And we all know the story of David. David fought Goliath. He destroyed Goliath. And David was the little guy. Goliath was the giant. David comes from Israel. The Goliath came, Goliath came from the, the Philistines. And so the Israelites and the Philistines, they were facing each other in battle. They were facing each other, and, and so what the Philistines would do, they would send out Goliath, and he would stand in the middle, and he would taunt, and he would yell, and say, your mom is ugly, and he would say all kinds of stuff to the Israelite people, just taunting them. And then he would make fun of the, Is- the Israelites' God, our God, and so he would mock Israel, he would mock God, he would make fun of the soldiers that were standing there, and they were, they were strong, and they were trained soldiers, And they were ready for war, but when Goliath stepped out, they cowered like babies. 
They were afraid to step out and face Goliath. So David, he shows up, like we talked about a few weeks ago. He shows up carrying what? Does anybody remember? The bread and the cheese, yeah, to his brothers. His brothers were in the army. And David shows up and he hears Goliath taunting his people. And, and like David's like, hey, who's this big-headed fool running his mouth? Like, and so what David, he, he goes to King Saul and he's like, why isn't anyone doing anything about this guy? And Saul is like, nobody will step up. Nobody will step up to this guy. And David responds, I'll step up. I'll respond. He's like the, the original like uh, Katniss Everdeen. He's like, I volunteer as tribute. Like he, he stepped up. And so Saul is like, you can't do that. You can't do that. You're just a boy and Goliath has been a man of war since he was young. And you're just a youth. You're just a kid. See, you know, one of the biggest lies that you could ever buy in your life is that you're just a youth. That you're just a kid. That you couldn't, you couldn't succeed. You couldn't do much because you're just a kid. Don't believe that there are, there are some things that you can't do, can do. There's a lot of things that you can do because you're young. But here's the deal. You can't be anything but the person God created you to be. You can't be anything but the person that God created you to be. So right now, you being young, you being who you are, you are enough. You're enough. You're enough for any giant that can stand in your path. Amen? Many of us would have walked up to that battlefield and we, we see these soldiers and we see Goliath. And, and we would, what would we would do is we begin to compare ourselves to them. We begin to compare ourselves. And I remember when I was, uh, when I was a kid and, and I was um, in wrestling. And before you step out to the, in the mat, you see the other dude that you're about to wrestle. And you, you're sizing him up. You're like, yeah, that guy looks pretty weak. I could probably take him. And then you get smoked. But not in my case, ever. But anyways, other people, that happened to them. But, but anyways, we step and we compare ourselves to others. We do this comparison game. And, and so the soldiers, they would have seen Goliath. And they would, they would have compared themselves to Goliath. He's massive. He's huge. Who could destroy this guy? And a lot of times we do that. We look at other people. We look at uh, not just people around us or in our schools or in our lives. But we look at people on social media, people, famous people, important people. And like, I can never do that. I can measure up. I can never be that important. How could I ever do that? But you got to know that David, he did not measure himself against Goliath. He measured Goliath against his God. Many of you guys have giants in your, in your lives and they're still running their mouths in your life because you're too busy comparing. I want to encourage you tonight to be like David. Be like David and start comparing your giant to your God. Who's bigger? Who's bigger? It'll always be God. Uh, when I've, I've kind of learned to pray and I've kind of taught myself to pray. And actually the Bible even talks about to pray like this. But I always start out my prayers talking about God and about how great he is and about how big he is and about how awesome he is and about how amazing he is and about all that he's created and about all that he's done and about how wonderful he is and about how awesome he is. And a lot of times in my life, when I'm dealing with something big, and I start my prayers out talking about how amazing and how awesome God is and about how I've seen him work miracles before. I've seen him do great things before. And if he can do them then, then he can do them again. And, I've, and that's how I begin to pray. I say, God, you're so amazing. You're so awesome. You're wonderful. 
You, you, there's nothing compares to you. You're the biggest. You're the greatest. You're the most amazing. And when I start to, to talk about how big and how amazing God is, my issues and my problems seem a whole lot smaller. It may be, it may be anxiety. It may be depression. It may be some struggles. It may be fear. But you cannot be anybody other than you. See, you'll never accomplish the purpose that God has designed for you to fulfill as anyone other than you. See, students, with the power of God, you're enough. With the power of God in your life, you're enough. So be you. Be you. The world is watching and waiting for you to step up and be the person who God created you to be. You can't experience great things from God if you're not expecting great things from God. You might show up to emerge on Wednesdays thinking, oh, maybe, maybe tonight that God's, he's going to get my attention and he's going to do something great. But, but I kind of doubt it. That's the wrong mindset. You need to show up saying, I, I'm not leaving here tonight until I experience a miracle. I want to walk out of this place with courage, with boldness, with strength, with power. My, my depression will go away. My anxiety will go away because I'm expecting great things from God. Let me tell you something tonight. That, that uh, at youth convention last year, my friend Terry Parkman, he said this. He said, when you show up expecting, you walk out receiving. So when you show up expecting great things, when you show up expecting God to move, when you show up expectant, you... You'll walk out receiving great things from God. See, when you expect great things from God, you will attempt great things for God. That's what David did when he stepped out on the battlefield. He expected great things from God. And so he attempted something great for God. He didn't listen to the doubt and the fear of all the people around them. He didn't play the comparison game. And he didn't try to look like King Saul. And I got this. If you got your Bible tonight, we're in 1 Samuel 17. Verse 32, and, and I'm going to have it up on the screen so we can all read it together. It says this, And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth. And he's been a man of war from his youth. And But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep a sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear, he took a lamb from the flock. And I, I went after him, and I struck him, and I delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and I struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. Imagine that. And then this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like uh, one of them. For he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go. And the Lord be with you. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. And David strapped his sword over his armor. And he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David put them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. See, two of the things that I believe God loved most about David is that David was a man after God's own heart and that David was cool being himself. 
He was perfectly fine with just being himself, just being the person that God created him to be. Some of you may think that God won't love you unless you're like somebody else. Some of you, maybe unless you, maybe uh, God won't love me unless I sing like this person. Or God won't love me unless I worship like this person. Or, or we compare ourselves even in worship, even in singing, even in giving praise to God. We compare ourselves. And, and maybe I, I need to dress like this person or talk like this person or act like this person. And God will love me even more. Or you perform like someone else. See, God loves you because you're after his heart and you're being the person that you, he created you to be. See, I could imagine that day when, when David put on Saul's oversized armor and he looked in the mirror and he thought to himself, this isn't me. This isn't me. I can't do this. I can't step out here and I can't face this. This isn't me. It's not who I was created to be. And many of you act like, talk like, dress like, look like somebody else and the power of God won't move through you because you're being fake. Because you're just trying to be somebody else, something else. So David got Saul's armor on. He says, I'm not used to this. I can't move in this. I can't function like this. I can't accomplish the will of God looking like Saul, being like Saul. See, David couldn't look at Goliath on the battlefield and think, I better look like Goliath or I'm not going to be able to beat him. Or he can't compare himself to King Saul. So I better look like King Saul. See, if David would have faced Goliath with the armor and the sword that King Saul gave him, he would have failed. When God created David, he knew that David, just being himself, was enough to win the battle. See, how many, how many giants in your life are you facing while wearing someone else's armor? How many times do you step into your school or you step into different situations and your friends are saying, here, put on this armor? Here, act like this. Here, talk like this. Here, let's be like this. See, if you're Generation Z, then you build your own armor and you take out your giants because those giants are meant to fall in your life by your hand through the power of God. See, listen, you don't need to act like, talk like, look like anyone else. You don't need someone else's armor. You need God's authority. See, tonight is not a call out for those, those wannabes and those fakes. Because everybody goes through that at some time. This is a, tonight is a call up for all of us to become the person that God's created you to be and to not hold back. You might step on the battlefield and you might see giants right in front of you. And you might see people, other people who have fallen to those giants before. But you got to know that you're strong and you're the person who God created you to be. And that is enough. See, Jesus has won every single battle that, that any one of us could face. He's already beat it. He's already destroyed it. And he's already shown up. And he's destroyed that for us. Jesus will win that victory for us. Tonight, I want to encourage you guys tonight to not walk out of this place at the end of the night without a breakthrough. Without a breakthrough with whatever's going on in your life. Don't walk out without a breakthrough. And at the end, tonight, here in a moment, after our discussion, we're going to have a moment to worship. We're going to have a moment to, to seek God in that breakthrough. And, 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 then, and then when we respond and when we stand up here and when we worship and we pray, you will begin to see giants fall in your life. You don't need someone else's armor. 
All you need is God's authority because giants don't fall for fakes. And the second you begin to take what God has placed on the inside and you begin to live it on the outside, something is activated inside of you and and your light, the Bible talks about your light begins to shine. And, And it's a sign to every single giant that, that you're facing, every single giant that you're facing, that you're not playing around. See, Matthew 5, 16, is Jesus talking. He says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, when you're serving God with all of your heart, you're noticed by your light. You're noticed by your light. And when others see that light, they can't help but be drawn to it. Have you guys ever seen the movie, The Bug's Life? A Bug's Life? And they're like, don't go towards the light. And like, I can't help it. No? Okay. That's older than all of you. All right. That was me. Uh, anyways, bugs are drawn to light. People are drawn to light. And, and I want to encourage you guys to be a light. Be a light in your school. Be a light in your homes. Be a light on your jobs. Be a light with your friends. Be that example. If you're not currently serving God, if you're... If you're um, being a person that God has not created you to be, your light may be, not be shining and your giants may not be falling. 